Welcome to Realty Talk, the show that brings together the country's most authoritative and respected property experts. Follow us on all the socials and subscribe for updates and exclusive offers. Realty Talk is powered by realty.com.au, connecting buyers, sellers and agents differently. Hello once again and welcome to the show. Well, in the digital world of property where we now have 24-7 access to endless qualities of property data, it's so easy to become a keyboard king and an armchair expert on what you think an area and a property is really worth. But, you know, you'd be very wrong. Because nothing beats spending time on the ground, walking the neighbourhoods and talking to the locals to get a real feel for an area and a community before you outlay hundreds of thousands of dollars on a home or an investment property. And that's exactly what our co-host Bushy Martin from Know How Property Finance has been doing over the last couple of weeks. So I thought we'd dive right into it, find out where he's visited and what he's found. We're going to list and talk about the 34 that he's unearthed in Tasmania, Victoria, New South Wales, South Australia and Queensland. So strap yourself in, get your notepad ready, because Bushy and I will return in just a moment. Property deductions can save you thousands of dollars each year. To make sure you maximise deductions, you need to work with the most experienced quantity surveyor in the country. BMT Tax Depreciation is the leading specialist in the industry. They've completed over 700,000 tax deduction schedules for residential investment and commercial properties Australia-wide. BMT guarantee to find double your fee in the first full financial year deductions. Call BMT on 1300 728 726 today for an obligation free quote. Well, hello and welcome. And uh, as I said in the introduction, if you think you can invest in property without getting your boots on the ground, you've made one hell of a mistake. And the man who can take us through that journey, he's been on a journey himself. Did you go with Sonia, mate? I did, mate. Yeah, we've been uh, doing quite a bit of travel in recent times right around the country, mate. Yeah. So. Pretty keen to share some of that. Yeah, when, when you were telling me that you did it, I thought it would be a great idea for us to see. And thank you for doing it, by the way. I know there's a lot of uh, work goes into this and you're going to be giving us a lot of information, but we really appreciate you doing it. Mate, tell me the importance of these road trips to you. Yeah, well, you've touched on one of them, mate, because uh, as you and I both know, uh, in, in the current world, we've got such great access to digital data and all of the different websites and whatnot that, that fool you into thinking that you know what an area and a property looks like. And it's a great start. It certainly gives you some of the key info, but there is nothing like uh, getting your boots on the ground to really get a sense of what the local community is like, what the perceptions of different areas are. You know, it might look great on paper, but if the locals think that that, that area is a, a no-go zone for whatever reason, then you've got, to, you've got to take that on board and you don't know that unless you're walking the walking the streets yeah. but also you, you the, the topography and the climate and everything else you really don't get a sense of until you're on the ground but the, the probably the the two major reasons we're going on this sort of road trip exercise kevin uh, firstly the business and an investor level is really to verify the old exodus to lifestyle migration that we've heard so much about uh, since covid and to really really check in to see whether it's a lasting exercise or where it's a bit, whether it's a bit of a flash in the pan but at a personal level, uh, Sonia and I are both at that sort of, uh, uh, I guess, privileged point in our uh, life journey, mate, where we're 
now looking for a forever home destination to, to cover us for at least the next 10 years. And uh, because of our family situation, we've pretty much got the freedom to be able to live anywhere. So we, it's given given us a great opportunity and a great project, uh, both as a almost a personal hobby, but also uh, feeding intelligence into what we do business-wise to get a real feel for where the opportunities are and the, the right sort of locations are around the country, Kevin. Well, mate, I'm going to ask you to go through some of those locations. Well, we'll go through all of them. Uh, I tallied them up, by the way, too. There's almost 40 that we're going to cover in this show. So, you know, well done. And I've got to say, you and Sonia went to some really nice spots that, you know, when I when I looked at them, I thought, yeah, this looks like this is really tasty. So, mate, uh, just tell me region-wise uh, what we're going to cover in this show. Yeah, so... I, Fairly simply, there's a, a bunch of areas that we've been looking at. So, as you know, Kevin, uh, over the last three years, we we actually uh, put temporary routes down into the Mornington Peninsula around Balnarring, and that, that's a beautiful part of the world. We're currently uh, domiciled here in the Bellarine Peninsula uh, in Point Lonsdale, which is an, another awesome spot. But the travels that we've been taking, that we started, uh, as soon as the COVID shutters rose and we could jump back on a plane, uh, we've covered the northwest coast of Tasmania. We've had a good look at the southwest Yarra Ranges and the Dandenongs, close to Melbourne. We've uh, spent some time out in the Great Dividing Range foothills uh, in Spa Country up there in the Hepburn region. And uh, the good old Adelaide Hills have certainly been a destination that we've, we've always enjoyed. And then uh, just in the last couple of weeks, we've spent uh, some time up in northern New South Wales, given the uh, you know, significant changes to stamp duty that's really going to open up that area. So we've we've been in the car from Yamba right through to Byron Bay. And an, an area that we've really enjoyed, Kevin, is the southeast Queensland Gold Coast hinterland up and around the Tambourine Mountains, mate. Just a beautiful part of the world. Yeah, now, that, get... that's what we've done already. The areas that we haven't yet done, and, and I haven't fully spoken to you about this, we're going to have a good look at Gippsland and eastern Victoria. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Uh, I spent a lot of time down there. Yeah, Yeah, and there's some opportunities. Given the you know the fear factor around the bushfires and whatnot, the, the, the price points are pretty good down there. But also, we're going to have a good look at... Um, uh, some areas in New South Wales around the Kangaroo Valley through to Jervis Bay, uh, and then north from the Hunter Valley through to the to Port Macquarie. And we're all even going to jump on a plane and go over and spend some time in Western Australia, having a look at that southwestern sector between sort of uh, Rockingham to Bunbury and down to Margaret River. Yeah, no, a nice bit of country over there too. And if you get the chance, you know, head up north up the western coast there. Um, there's some fabulous beaches, mate. I mean, I know. It's probably not going to be what you want to do, but um, it's it's uh, yeah, it's great country. Yeah. I mean, we we uh, we've got a big show ahead of us. We're going to go through these areas. We won't go into a lot of detail on each one, but as we go through a region, what I'm going to do is just pull up a quick image which I've got here um, to show you roughly the area that we're talking about. We'll only hold it up for a short time, and then at the each one of each at the end of each one of these regions, we're going to do a pull through for you. So. If you've missed any of the locations that we talk about, uh, they'll, they'll certainly be up on the screen. And of course, the benefit of this is you can go back and watch it any time. Okay, mate, let's lift the bonnet. Let's get underway. North, northern west coast of Tasmania. Quickly bring up a map to show you which part of this is. It's in the the top as you're looking at the map on the left-hand side there. So, um, yeah, a nice nice part of the world and, and really beautiful country along there. But you started in Launceston. 
Yeah, we did. And, and what we love it's generally about the north west coast of Tasmania, Kevin, is that it's got lower price points relative to the mainland, uh, very strong growing economy in that neck of the woods, very strong population growth, because uh, there's been quite an exodus from the mainland over the last couple of years. And of course, uh, it's right in the heart of marginal seats federally, which uh, always gets the boiled lollies when it comes to infrastructure and projects and improvements. And there's a fairly significant $10 billion infrastructure spend that the Tasmanian government is putting into a lot of projects along that coastline. So, uh, mm. so a lot happening there. We started in Launceston, as you picked up, and you know it's a, a really just a big country town, Launceston. It's got a, a population of about 72,000. And uh, it's really a bit like a, a, a big country town. Uh, and interestingly, from a, an investor perspective, uh, there's great character homes on decent sized blocks, uh, some good growth drivers happening in that location. The medium house price there at the moment is still about 770 grand. And that's, so that's kicked up quite a bit. So up 35% over the last 12 months, would you believe, Kevin? Uh, but and, and the sort of medium rent's about $450 a week, and it, it's giving about a 3.4% yield. So good lifestyle location. Uh, we, from a personal perspective, we're hunting a little bit outside the, the fringes of some of those major areas. And uh, one of the locations that we like is the area sort of north of Launceston in the West Tamar. So Grindelwald, uh, you've got Deviat and some other locations there that uh, are also great lifestyle locations, beautiful outlooks, natural surrounds. Interestingly enough, the median house price north of Launceston jumps up to about 950 grand, would you believe, in, in Grindelwald, uh, and, which means that the, the rent yields down about 3.9%. So, so pr pretty interesting area there. We then headed west. So the first area that we loved was Deloraine in the Meander Valley. And that's a, a really beautiful rural town with great historic character homes. Very, it's got a very beautiful community there. Too. It is a very tight community. Uh, it's got a beautiful river precinct running right through it. Very walkable, leafy, green sort of town. It's only got a small population, but the medium uh, house value there is about 570 grand. Again, up 35% in the last 12 months, Kevin. Wow. And uh, you, you can achieve a rental return there of about $425 a week as a medium with a 4.4% yield. So so that was nice. Uh, we'll, I'll just touch on a couple of these quickly. La Trobe's another beautiful uh, little living area. A lot, Great of, heritage uh, a lot of heritage homes in, the, in that area too, aren't there? There is. There's a lot of that old convict history is alive and well uh, in that precinct. So it's got a really, really good feel. But if we jump to the, the adjacent hub, Davenport, yeah. uh, beautiful regional hub there, Kevin. It's got the, you know, the major port. Uh, it's got a, a real critical mass of population in that area. There's about 240 million being spent on the Davenport East redevelopment. And there's a, a new Woolies retail complex that's going in over the next couple of years in, in Stony Rise Village. So good, good population of about 22,000 in the area. Median price is only 460 grand. So you can see how it's dropping as we, as we go further, further west. Uh, again, that's up 21%. That that's the stopping off point for Spirit of Tasmania as well, isn't it? It is. It is, mate. So there's a, a lot of tourism-related activity happening in there and just a beautiful living location. It's, you know, again, country townish, but, but it's got the all of the major facilities and a sort of port flavour to it as well. So yep. Uh, yep. lovely spot. Excellent. Yep. Okay. I know we've got a few to get through, mate, so just keep going. Yeah, so uh, I won't 
won't spend too much time on Alderston and Penguin, but uh, great living locations right on the coast. Uh, the uh, as as you probably know, Penguin is the home of the the, the fairy penguin. Uh, yeah. uh, the, the the movie was made about some time ago. But it was great locations. It wasn't made in that location. That was made in Warrnambool, I think. Ah, uh, was it? There you the go. Well, you was, know, yeah. but you know still, more than I do. They're, they're wonderful characters. Those little. Um, um, penguins, yeah, they certainly are. So beautiful spots, though, and that that sort of feeds us into Burnie, which yep. uh, we, we love Burnie too. By the way, uh, it's you know it's got a twenty thousand uh, population, so a good critical mass. The medium house price there is only four hundred and forty thousand, Kevin, and and that's after a fifteen percent rise in the last twelve months. Yeah, the medium rents about three hundred and fifty bucks a week, which gives you a yield of about four point two percent. And there's some beautiful areas there. We we love Montello and Park Grove in particular. Nearly bought a bought a home in Montello, by the way. Yeah, we backed away from it uh, in the finish, but uh, we actually made an offer on a property. Why did you back yeah. away, mate? Uh, I, I thought they were asking too much for it, given the, the context of what was happening. And we, we're not emotionally engaged, so you know, been around long enough to know that uh, there's plenty of properties out there. If it doesn't fit the bill, you just you keep looking. Yeah, mate, talking about Burnie, you know, it was originally called Emu Bay, it was renamed in 1840. So it's been around for quite a while. There's a lot, a lot of history there. And well, there's, you went on to Wynyard and Stanley. Yeah, so that's, we're getting way west there. But, uh, you know, Wynyard is a, another nice spot. It's, got, it's actually got the regional airport in Wynyard. So, you know, anyone going to Burnie flies in, into Wynyard. So that's a great feeder. And we actually flew from Melbourne to Wynyard to spend some, some time down there as a, as a separate trip. And, and Stanley, of course, great little tourism town. It's the home of the nut. It's got this great big rock uh, that's, that stands out that everyone talks about. It's got a little uh, ski lift that goes up the, the side of the nut. But a, a great little tourism town, perhaps a little bit too isolated, though, in, in terms of both living and investment opportunities, eh, Kevin? Okay. Wynyard, I, you mentioned Wynyard uh, just by way of interest. Did you know that that has a great convict history? In fact, the town itself was established by three ex-convicts. Um, so, it's you know, right. a lot, lot of good came with those convicts, I've got to tell you. Mate, I'm, I'm a first fleeter, Kevin, and we came, our, our family came out under the deck with manacles on their wrists and ankles, mate. So uh, right, I'm a yeah. very proud convict. Yeah, look at you, bushy, hey? Go for it. All right, mate, let's get, let's get on to, uh, we're going to take a break uh, shortly, but before we do, we've got a couple of more areas we want to go through. Let's jump across to Victoria, uh, southwestern Yarra, the ranges there. Oh, mate, the Dandenongs in the hill country up there is just beautiful. I mean, uh, it's really got the best of both worlds. Kevin's got the rural living, but still very close to be able to community the, the city. Beautiful evergreen forests, everything surrounded by green. You've got the old puffing billy steam train that uh, toots uh, along the route from uh, Belgrave right through to Cockatoo. And uh, there's a massive spend uh, going into that area at the moment. So there's about $250 million being spent on the, a big telecommunication satellite towers rollout, as well as a massive broadband rollout. So uh, that in conjunction with $150 million spend on road sealing is really going to open up that area. So we've, you know, they've got strong values there now, but they're only going to get better as time goes forward. There's a bit of uh, gold in that area too, but it's all been it's all been fairly well mined, I think. Um, you went to Emerald, I noticed. We did, we did. Uh, Emerald's a beautiful spot, mate. Uh, the really good rural community, really well serviced. It's got a Woolies. Uh, you know, the the medium house price there now, mate, is a million bucks in Emerald. 
Uh, again, up nearly 20% over the last 12 months. Uh, only gives you a yield of 3.1%, so probably not a good investor spot, but a beautiful location right next to Avonsley, which uh, again, is a, we made an offer on a property there as well in Avonsley, but we backed out because the building in Pest Report came up with some footing issues that we weren't comfortable with. There's a lot of subdivision <laughs> happening in uh, Avonsley, isn't there? There is. The, the old golf course has been converted into a subdivision, Kevin. So uh, there's a, a fair bit of additional supply that will go into that area in, in times moving forward. But again, just a, a beautiful living spot. Uh, we also had a good look at Belgrave. And, uh, you know, it's only got a fairly tight population, but the medium house price drops back to 840 grand in that location. Uh, fairly hilly sort of territory, yeah. but uh, a reasonable rental yield. And then in the same area, Monbolk is definitely worth a good look. It's the old old fruit factory yeah, country uh, from way back, but some really good properties in that area. Uh, medium house price about eight hundred and fifty-five grand, again up fifteen percent over the last twelve months, and they'll give you a rental yield in that area about three point two percent. But uh, lovely parts. And then then without going into too much detail, we we spent some time in Sherbrook, which which has got that magic yeah. forest Lovely. in the area and then uh, linda and sassafras they're just you know everyone used to hold from melbourne used to holiday in sassafras and the linda back in the uh, 1800s so it's got that old victorian charm and yeah. beautiful gardens and just a just a lovely part of the world kevin yeah we've got to protect areas like that too it is it's listed as endangered uh in that area the, the uh, itself, okay so. i wasn't aware of that but just yeah, a, it's just a be beautiful spot. it's just beautiful and then uh so Sassafras. Sassafras. Yeah, yeah, that's, and again, that's got that 19th century yeah. charm about it with the, the old gardens and the white picket fences and and, and lots of green. It, it's become a little bit... Tea while you were there? Yeah, well, mate, you've got to beat down the crowds. It's uh, it, it gets really heavily populated over the weekends yep. and pretty hard to park in Sassafras. So Linda next door, we, we actually enjoy Linda a bit more. It's a little bit quieter. Uh, but but they're pretty close together and just as i say there's just some beautiful parts of the world they're nice temperate climate it's evergreen 12 months of the year mm. just just beautiful spots to spend some time mon bulk remember the jam factory that was a that's um that was closed down i think um what only about 15 odd years ago not, not long ago mate and you can still see plenty of the fruit flavor right through that particular location i must say yeah. uh, the, the roots are pretty strong but uh it's it's a, a lovely spot, mate. The again the the medium house price in Mombolk is around about the eight fifty five mark. Uh, fairly low yield from a rental perspective, but but uh, in the starting to get a little bit drier there compared to the other areas we've spoken about. But uh, some some good opportunity in that neck of the woods because it's also taking advantage of the road upgrades and the and the infrastructure technology upgrades through the the mobile phone service and the the internet stuff which is going to make it very very livable moving forward okay, we'll go to another region in just a moment the great dividing range at the foothills there but before we do mate i just want i'm interested to know from you what criteria you're using when you're assessing these areas and well these areas but also the properties yeah well I, mate I, I i could do a show on this on its, on its own because about 50 odd criteria that we use from macro right down to micro uh, some of the the things that have recently come into the mix is probably what I like to focus on, and they are the sort of climate change shift drivers. So, you know, we, we're deliberately now looking for cooler temperatures out of potential flood zones uh, because that, that flooding issue is becoming a persistent thing uh, 
you know, and a lot of areas around the country. Mm. We, tr we also try and find locations that are about 30 minutes from a major transport hub. So, you know, it makes the commuting side of things pretty easy. And uh, we, you know, in the context of what's happened in recent times, Kevin, uh, with, you know, the COVID catalyst bringing forward anywhere between three to eight years worth of capital growth, mm. a lot of areas in the short to medium term are actually going to flatline. So uh, what we are looking for are A-grade locations with A-grade properties, and that's only about 5% of properties that you're actually finding, uh, where 80% of the growth is going to come from the location, not the property itself. And using a, what we call a macro, micro, micro approach, we're looking for areas that are going to have strong, ongoing growth drivers. And I like to refer to them as the three eyes, Kevin. The, the growth eyes are infrastructure, industry, and incomes. So you need new committed infrastructure that's going to continue to uh, increase values. You need a diversity of industry and employment in that location because that tends to attract uh, people to it. And then you want strong and growing incomes because people have got to be able to continue to pay more for properties for the property values in that location to rise. So they are really key. We focus obviously on regional hubs that have a critical mass of population so that you're not sort of a, a, a one horse town. Mm -hmm. And we're looking for areas that have a sort of a maximum rental ratio of, of between 25 to 30% so that it's the owner occupiers that are driving the values in that those particular locations. Mm -hmm. And then at the sort of micro and the micro level, we're looking for the coffee culture. They've got to be dog friendly, lifestyle amenities. Lifestyle. And at the particular property front, we're again, even if we're an owner-occupier, we're thinking like an investor because you've, you've got to sell a property at some point in time. We're looking for a profile that's got a minimum three to four bed, two bath, two living, two car yep. properties. Yep. Uh, must have owner-occupier appeal. And there's got to be some scarcity or uniqueness about the property that's going to make it stand out from, from everything else. So that, that's probably a, a quick and dirty snapshot, mate. Yeah, no, it's a very good snapshot, mate. Just a very quick question, though, if I could. Um, how, how many properties actually fit all the criteria? Do you ever uh, find one? Uh, <laughs> you reckon I'm looking for unicorns, mate? Uh, well, you know, there's a lot in there. Um, at, at what yeah. point do you knock them out? They're like, a, they're not going to have everything. No, no, Some you're absolutely right. The, 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 the key driver for growth, if we're talking from an investment perspective, and as I say, yeah, owner-occupiers should think like investors and investors need to look think like owner-occupiers because you've got to have both to really drive the opportunity. But uh, from from that perspective, there's probably only about 5% of properties that meet the mark, Kevin. And, and you know, we've always been fussy whether investing or owner-occupying. Owner uh, so rather than accept something that's that's a B-grade exercise, we'll we'll keep hunting and, and find the, the right opportunity that's going to meet the mark. Yeah, well done. Okay, mate, let's move on to our last area before we take a break, and that's the great dividing range, the foothills. Mate, let me ask you, did you and Sonia have a spa while you were there? Of course we did, mate. It's renowned for that. <laughs> There's heaps of them up there. That whole Hepburn region uh, yeah. really is uh, tremendous spa country, and it's really taken off in recent times that, again, uh, the sort of trend to lifestyle started well before COVID, but it's been accelerated by it in a, in a big way. And it's, it's got a really vibrant, growing community with a booming regional and, and local tourism sector that's really kicking off. The, the sort of overall area population is about 17,000. So it's sort of getting to the point where it's got sort of critical mass that you're looking for. And there's some great locations amongst that. I mean, Dalesford uh, is a, a great spot. Uh, 
Mind you, their, their medium house price now is nudging up towards a million bucks, Kevin. Uh, you know, up te- another 10% over the last 12 months. Uh, fairly low yields from a rental perspective as a result. Hepburn Springs uh, has even got a higher medium house price now. That's jumped up to 927000 uh, with a 16% increase in, in, in recent times. Uh, but some of the areas that, are, that ripple out from there are also well worth a look. So we actually, we actually spent uh, a long weekend at Trentham, which uh, is a beautiful part of the world. It's got some oh, wineries nice and rolling there, hills and old... Oh, nice, nice wine as well. Beautiful wine. Uh, really strong, close community. It's only a small community. But would you believe that the uh, medium house price there is uh, now 1.02 mil? Is that right? Kevin? So it's just, uh, which really surprised us, to be perfectly honest. There's some beautiful character homes, and there are on larger blocks in that area. Yep. Uh, but uh, certainly from an investment perspective, it's pretty hard to make things work uh, as far as that goes. And then some of the other areas that, that ripple out from there, again, are the likes of Lionville. Uh, on our way out to uh, Dalesford, uh, we were pretty impressed with Woodend. And, uh, you know, that's a, a, another beautiful, fairly evergreen part of a part of the network, pretty close, not far off the main road between Melbourne and Adelaide. So, you know, the commute was pretty good. Uh, but again, the medium house price is nearly 950 grand in Woodend, would you believe? Uh, hasn't risen much. That's been consistently pretty good over a period of time. Uh, but the rental yields from an investment perspective are around about the 3.3% mark. So it's, it's pretty hard to make it work from okay. that perspective. Well, let's, let's just run those uh, locations across the bottom of the screen while we do. You're talking about Woodend, of course, Hanging Rock. Did you go and see Hanging Rock, by the way? Yeah, yeah, mate. It's, uh, I've, I've got uh, fond memories of watching the movie many years ago and, and read the book when I was at high school, actually. So, uh, yeah, it's a, a great... Great place to spend some time. They they actually also uh, uh, the movie Hanging Rock uh, was that uh, closer to a little place where I near where I was born in Western Victoria near Garoke uh, in the Ozen Cadnick uh, uh, Mountains there, mate. So uh, right. now the beautiful part of the world. Indeed, it is. We're going to take a short break. Bushy Martin is my guest, and we're uh, re revisiting the journey that he and Sonia took as they were looking for properties in different parts of Australia. After the break, we come back, we'll take you to Adelaide, also northern New South Wales. We'll take you into the southern tip of Queensland as well. I'm Kevin Turner with Bushy Martin, and this is Realty Talk. We'll be back in just a moment. Successful property investment is a game of finance. Do you have the right team and the right game plan? Realty Talk is brought to you by Know How Property. More than mortgage brokers, Bushy Martin and his team of investment architects set you up with a sustainable strategy structured to lower your costs, tax, risk and stress while increasing your capacity for growth. KnowHow has helped over 1,900 homeowners and investors secure more than $800 million in property wealth. So get set to live more, work less and live your legacy. Want to know how to invest in your freedom? Visit knowhowproperty.com.au. Welcome back. And my guest is, it's strange to say that because normally he's the, uh, he's the host, but he's the guest this time. We've turned the tables on Bushy Martin and uh, a wonderful trip that uh, Bushy and Sonia uh, took in different parts of Australia as they were looking on behalf of a number of their clients and also for themselves, uh, what makes a great investment property. And uh, so far we've looked at northwest coast of Tasmania, 
beautiful locations there, southwestern Yarra, the ranges, uh, great dividing range, the foothills. We're about to go to Adelaide Hills, another beautiful part uh, of the world. You don't have to go too far out of Adelaide to find these locations either, Bushy. No, look, I, I love the Adelaide Hills, uh, Kevin. Uh, as you know, we've, we've spent a lot of time in South Australia over yeah. the last few decades. And uh, what I love about the Adelaide Hills, with the, the new tunnel on the expressway they've put through, uh, you know, from the likes of uh, Crafers, uh right through to Mount Barker, you're only 12 minutes from the edge of the city. Wow. So uh, it's really opened up that area. But, but uh, another beautiful evergreen uh, location with rolling hills, and it's just a, just a fabulous uh, place. Some awesome wineries up in that neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we were actually living in Clarendon prior to COVID. Uh, which is just south of the uh, areas that we're going to talk about today. But uh, again, just a uh, hidden secret, uh, only a stone's throw from the city. They've got great lifestyles and growing lo- locations, so some good spots there. In particular, the areas that we really did uh, and do like, uh, Allgate, which uh, uh, is sort of in between Crafers uh, and, and Stirling in, in that neck of the woods. Uh, surprisingly, the... Uh, Medium house prices kicked up 43% over the last 12 months there now, so up to 1.275 mil, Kevin. Uh, so a bit of a surprise in terms of the rapid rise that's happening there. Uh, Stirling, beautiful place, Stirling. Just uh, really like walk one, one of the prettiest places in South Australia, that one. Yeah, it is beautiful, mate. Again, medium house value is now 1.2 mil. Uh, yields only about 3%. And Crafers has also got some promise as well. So, you know, that's right at the start of the hills. Uh, the median price there is now up at 1.135 mil, uh, risen by 35% over the last 12 months, Kevin. So the, the yields are a bit low there, but as lifestyle locations, that whole neck of the woods is just a very easy, uh, beautiful place to spend some time. Is that a suburb of Adelaide? Crafers, yes. Uh, well, it's, it's actually in the hills. So you, uh, you you actually got to go down the expressway a little bit to get to Crafers. Okay. But Crafers is a start. So you go Crafers, Stirling, Allgate, Mount Barker. Yep. Uh, they are just uh, all of those locations are, are great places to live now, particularly with this exodus of lifestyle that uh, yeah. that yeah. we're all hearing about. Oh, that's good. Uh, just while we do a pull through on those locations for you, write them down. Bushy, a quick question before we go to northern New South Wales. Is there any difference between what you look for as an owner-occupier and as a property investor? Well, it, it, in a simple exercise, no, not these days, Kevin, because as I think I've mentioned already, investors need to start thinking like owner-occupiers and owner-occupiers need to start thinking like investors because uh, if they don't, ultimately they're not going to do well in property. So the, the big issue I, I see with a, a lot of players in the space is they just look at the investment requirements, but at some point in time, they will end up selling that property and the people who are going to buy by emotion are owner-occupiers. Yeah. So you really need to be covering both of those to make sure you're uh, really optimising your opportunity, mate. It's now, amazing how many investors I've met who actually uh, buy like an owner-occupier. Well, I used to say that, you know, buy from the heart, um, which is probably the last thing you should do, no matter what you're doing, whether you're buying for your home to live in or whether it's an investment property, the biggest mistake you can make is buy from the heart. Oh, 100%. It's all about the numbers. But, but the I guess what I, what I mean by uh, those comments, Kevin, uh, the property's got to have 
owner-occupier appeal. Mm -hmm. So uh, because ultimately you're going to get more from selling a property down the track, whether it be 15 or 20 years yeah, time, yeah. Yeah. to an owner-occupier than, than you are another investor. So it's got to have immediate street appeal. Uh, one of the big differences between the investor and the owner-occupier front, and I'm talking personally now, is that uh, you know we're actually looking for something that's got a unique style. You know, I used to be an architect, so I, I'm always looking for something that's a little bit out of the ordinary from that perspective. Uh, from a from our own lifestyle perspective, it's got to have broad verandas and and a inside outside areas for our our uh, infamous Samoyed dogs. Uh, I'm a real views person, mate. So I, you've got to give me a natural long term view somewhere. So we're we're hunting in that sphere. And always looking for that sort of green cushioning landscaping that, that means that you you feel like you've got your own space and you're not jam-packed in a sardine can next to someone else. Yeah, yeah. No, some really good points there, mate. Okay, let's go to northern New South Wales. Yamba is where we start. Um, this this area here, I, I describe it pretty much as where the, where the forest meets the sea or where the, you know, where the, the bushland meets the sea. Uh, beautiful beaches in this entire area, really, as you drive up towards... Uh, Byron Bay and beyond. Oh, absolutely, Matt. I, the reason we decided to have a look there is that, you know, given the recent changes to stamp duty you know, that's occurred in New South Wales, where, you know, the, the massive stamp duty hurdles now being eliminated pretty much down to a, a land tax equivalent you pay on an annual basis, that's suddenly opening up areas that have properties at 1.5 million or less. So we were really wanting to get a, a feel for what impact that's having in that northern New South Wales area. So we've spent some time uh, in the car driving uh, from Yamba right through to Byron. And uh, you know, Yamba, as you say, beautiful beaches, uh, fairly small but growing population. Uh, interestingly enough, the median house price there is now at 935000 uh, jumping up 20% over the last, last year, Kevin. Uh, the biggest issue I think we have around that Yamba area is actually potential flood risk, uh, not in terms of actually inundating houses themselves, but uh, that area is likely to get cut off unless there's some major new infrastructure that's going to impact on that area. So that we sort of crossed that off the list uh, once we once we saw that. Uh, McLean, that's next door, very sugar grain, uh, sugar cane sort of country, a little bit run down. Bit more elevated, but fairly tired, so I wasn't wasn't overly enamoured with with that area. Ballina, as we start to head head north, uh, another uh, great area, uh, really good strong regional population, about forty six thousand. The medium uh, home value is about nine hundred ninety grand, and again, that's that's risen uh, just under twenty percent over the last twelve months. But there's a bit of an ageing demographic there that I think is going to ultimately limit growth from an investment perspective. Yeah, do you think so? Or is it like, will it be rejuvenated? Because I think Ballon has always had that, you know, that older lifestyle appeal, but it is the gateway for tourism. Like, the, you know, as you're coming up the coast, that's really where it starts. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. I, yes, I, we're expecting that. We spent a bit of time there and uh, it's certainly got that ongoing potential. At the, at the moment, it's still very much an ageing demographic. You know, we we had breakfast there and, and we, we were the youngest people sitting there by about 20 years, Kevin. You're so, uh, nice and I'm not young. Probably the first ones there too, were you? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. So uh, that was interesting. But one area that we was a bit of a surprise to us, uh, had a great vibe, was Lennox Head. Just a the beautiful spot. Fantastic, then. Oh, and it's got a real, really vibrant buzz about it, Kevin. Uh, yeah. we, we're pretty uh, surprised by it. 
but but it's been reflected in the property values because the medium house price there now is 1.6 mil, Kevin, and that's that's jumped just under 30 percent over the last 12 months. So the, the yields there are, are rubbish. You know, you can get an average rental is about 820, but that's a 2.8 2 percent yield. So uh, you're going to struggle to make it work from an investment perspective, but a great lifestyle location. You can and you can feel it. You know how you go into an area, you can, you can feel that, that it's on the move. Uh, Lennox is definitely there. We, we also spent uh, a good few days in Byron Bay, which, uh, you know, th that shire has a, a spread of about 36,000 uh, population, so a really good, strong, critical mass. Yeah. Uh, it's still got that sort of hippie, spiritual, surfy, holiday yeah. vibe that goes with it, uh, but there's a, there, there is a real energy about the place. But, again, it really reflected in the, in the house prices, mate, because the medium there is 3.1 mil. Would you believe in Byron Bay now? Yeah, and uh, is so, that where Strop has his pub? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, exactly right. That's exactly right. Does he still own the pub there? I, I, I'm not sure, to be honest with you, mate. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm not sure on that on that front. But but it, it's it's certainly got a buzz. It's very expensive place to to uh, invest some dirt in now. But uh, but a little hit, hidden secret, a little bit further into the Northern Rivers region is Pottsville. Yeah, and uh, I really think that's set for some uh, pretty good growth in the short to medium term. That's already the, happening there, I think, mate. Um, yeah, right. Well, yeah, you're you're, you're probably closer time. to it than I am. Yeah, th there's there's a lot of development coming out from the ocean. I mean, it was all done around that the the mouth of the river there, which is really where Pottsville grew from. But they've now opened up a lot of land in behind that, and that's where all the development's happening. So, uh, got it. Yeah, got that, it. That area's got, uh, in for a huge amount of growth, I think. Did, yeah, did you I totally agree. Yeah, but there's some because, as you say, there's the sort of coastal areas and the rural areas. So there's some good pockets in amongst that. The medium house value is already at 1.5 mil, right. and that, that's jumped up 36 uh, percent over the last 12 months, Kevin. So that really is some movement in that neck of the woods. Mm -hmm. But uh, it definitely does have some potential in that regard. Yeah, well, let's do a pull through on those locations. You mentioned while that's happening, uh, we're just pulling up those locations for you. Uh, you mentioned uh, Lennox Head. Last time I was there, Bushy, the thing that struck me was that, it, yeah, it's a lovely spot, beautiful beaches, but not quite crowded, not as crowded as some of the other areas. Was it? Is it still like that or is it improving? Uh, well, we're there, we've spent some time there on a weekend, so that's normally when you've yep. got a lot of people buzzing around. Uh, the restaurants were were full, and there was a reasonable amount of activity. Uh, it wasn't over the top though, Kevin. So uh, I, I'd sort of like the pace and the feel of that area. I think yeah. I think it's a be a great great place to put some roots down. Very relaxing. Yeah, you you got to have a bit of coin in your back pocket when you go on holiday there. That's for sure. Yeah. Hey, let's finish our journey, and um, we're going to go to a beautiful part of uh, southeast Queensland uh, as you overlook the Gold Coast Strip. You can do that from Tambourine Mountains. A beautiful drive up there, lovely and cool. Lots of nice little areas as well, Bushy. Anything totally, you, mate. Anything I, you enjoyed? Oh, I absolutely fell in love with the Tambourine, Tambourine Mountain, mate. I haven't been there before, uh, actually. Uh, I've always heard about it. Uh, and if you haven't picked up the theme already, uh, if you look at those locations from a personal perspective, we really are looking for something that's a little bit uh, more temperate. Uh, evergreen, yes. uh, Tambourine Mountain is that and more, Absolutely. that sort of hinterland area. It's five degrees cooler than the Gold Coast. 
Uh, so from someone like me who's got a dodgy thyroid who breaks out in the sweat at the uh, drop of a hat, uh, it certainly had some appeal from that perspective. There's only three roads into Tambourine Mountain up the hill, so uh, that tends to contain it fairly well. And it means that they've got a very tight community. So the community feel there was was very impressive. What The reason why we sort of decided to look in around uh, southeast Queensland in that sort of vicinity uh, was that, you know, given that the Queensland government's now reversed their interstate investor land tax changes, uh, we, we're pretty confident there's going to be a, a, a resurgence because southeast Queensland's been poised with potential for a long time, Kevin. It's, you know, I've, I've been saying for years that uh, southeast Queensland is a place to be. Uh, just when I thought it was about to take off, the Queensland government sort of made that nonsense uh, statement around uh, investor land tax. Uh, which which is now gone, but I, I I can say with some real confidence that uh, the area right through there is is ready to kick off, mate. It's uh, just a beautiful spot. We you know if we look closer to the Gold Coast, we spend a bit of time in Maudsland, and there's a beautiful uh, gated community there called Riverstone Crossing. Uh, some beautiful properties in that location. The medium house price is only about eight ninety uh, through there. It has has jumped twenty two percent in the last twelve months. Uh, the yields are pretty reasonable, 4.7% yield. You can get a $700 a week median rent in the area. So that's, that's good uh, investor territory. And it's sort of starting to slope up. And there's some, you know, just some great outlooks and some great facilities around like Coomera River area. Uh, but Tambourine Mountain, mate, it's just a drop-dead gorgeous spot. Beautiful views, stunning rainforest, uh, uh, great community. And the median price there is still only 925. So we're talking big, big uh, land lots generally. Yeah. Uh, so uh, some some great opportunity there, I think. And given the the fact that it is landlocked, uh, that'll put some upward pressure because of the limited supply yes. uh, and people who are looking for that sort of a, a change are good. Some of the uh, internet connection and mobile reception is a bit patchy, so you need to be fairly selective about where you. Uh, decide to put the routes down there. And the only way you can do that is to walk around with your phone to find out and do speed tests. Yeah. But it's becoming a, an, an increasingly uh, important parameter in terms of uh, where we want to live and work. What, what strikes me as you drive around Tambourine Mountains is that, you know, obviously it's mountainous. That's why it was called Tambourine Mountains. But, you know, there's lots of the roads just follow the ridges around. And, um, you know, there's lots of opportunities to get high and then the land drops away rather quickly. So as you look back down towards the coast, that side of the, the mountains, you can get some beautiful locations up there as well. Uh, mate, we, we stayed at uh, a, a place called the Veranda House uh, Country Estate uh, for the time we were up there. And uh, it's an old Queensland that's been uh, renovated. Uh, it's right on the crest of the hill. It's got the rolling green lawns oh, and yes. it drops off down into the, mate, it's just drop dead gorgeous. Beautiful spot. Lots of avocados and lots of mangoes up there. Yes, uh, and they're my favourite fruits, mate. So uh, I'm in heaven in that part of the world. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a very quick break. Come back and I'll just wrap the show up with Bushy and we'll just go back over a few notes for you. Stay with us. Uh, I'm Kevin Turner. This is Realty Talk and I'm with Bushy Martin. Back in a minute. 
Property depreciation is the natural wear and tear of a building and its assets. Property investors can claim depreciation as a tax deduction each financial year. Depreciation is a non-cash deduction. This means you don't need to spend any money in order to claim it. On average, BMT tax depreciation fined residential investors almost $9,000 in first full financial year deductions. Call BMT on 1300-728-726 today for an obligation-free quote. Welcome back. It's been a delightful show and I've spent the entire show with Bushy Martin as he and um, his good uh, wife, Sonia, tripped around having a look at properties in different parts of Australia. Bushy, just before I let you go, what, what are your major takeaways from the trip, this experience that you can share with us? Yeah, well, uh, the interesting thing, uh, I think the Exodus to Lifestyle is actually a long-term shift, Kevin. There's been a lot of commentators saying it's just a temporary exercise and that now COVID's gone, it's going to be, everyone will be back to the CBD. Wasn't seeing that on the ground at all. Uh, there's people that, there's a lot of uh, people that have moved to those locations and are loving life in those locations because they can work there and, and enjoy all the amenities with it. The other couple of takeaways, I think, is that it really reinforced to us the massive difference between desktop research and actually having the boots on the ground. Yeah. Uh, there, there was areas that we thought were going to be great that weren't, and there were other, others that we didn't think were going to be much, and we were uh, quietly surprised. So that was pretty important, and it just reinforces the need that you can only get a sense of the community, the local perceptions, the topography and the climate, if you're actually in a car or, or walking the streets. And then the final thing that I think I just want to reinforce, Kevin, is that uh, there's a much bigger need and a flight to quality now. Given COVID's raised the, the uh, tide for all property over the last couple of years, there's a, a much bigger need now to focus on A-grade locations and A-grade properties. And they must be investment grade, but have that owner-occupier appeal we talked about. So uh, that'd be the key takeaways, mate. Fantastic, my friend. Thank you so much, Bushy. I'll let you get back in the chair next week. And uh, But, mate, I really appreciate you giving us your time to share this wonderful knowledge with us. Good on you, mate. Yeah, I appreciate your time, mate. It's uh, been a lot of fun and uh, we've got a few more destinations to go, so happy to come back and have a similar conversation uh, uh, sometime next year, mate. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm out of the practice of actually doing the close and, and thanking everyone. So who do we normally thank, mate? We, of course, BMT Tax Depreciation. They're a great supporter of ours. They are. Also, uh, just like to do a reach out to realty.com.au, of course, Kevin, uh, Apiro Marketing and DM Media for their ongoing support. And uh, also just want to uh, remind people that uh, you need to jump on the realty.com.au homepage and uh, make sure you've subscribed to the show. But also, while you're there, make sure you check out one of Australia's most extensive range of properties for sale. But, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think there's about 7,000 agents nationally yeah, that are listing properties there now, Kevin. And uh, I know myself from my own hunting, I've been finding properties there that, I, that haven't been listed anywhere else. So we're well worth spending some time there. Good on you, mate. That's realty.com.au. So, hey, Bushy, thank you so much. And uh, I must catch up with you sometime and talk about Property Hub too, because that's, um, you know, where, where our show, this show and Bushy's show, um, you'll find them uh, if you subscribe to Property Hub. Best place to do that, Bushy? Yeah, that's uh, really anywhere that you're listening to podcasts. So, Spotify, Google, uh, you name it, uh, on all of those services, just just search for Property Hub. And if you subscribe, 
then you're going to get every show of Realty Talk as well as the Get Invested episodes each and every week. Well done, mate. That's why we pay you the big dollars. So you do it so well. <laughs> if only people knew, hey? <laughs> You've been a great teacher, mate. Don't you worry about that. Good on you, Bushy. Good talking to you, mate. Thanks for, thanks for the experience and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Kevin. Miss something in this week's show or want to catch up on past shows? Do it anytime at realty.com.au where we connect buyers, sellers and agents differently. 